Borak Dung Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox. This is the 175th episode of Space Spinner 2000 podcast, where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. And last episode, we reached the end of 1987 in our Prague timeline, so we're taking an episode to do a retrospective of the year in Prague. Oh my god, it's so beautifully glitzy and gold. Everyone's popping champagne out here. Conrad, we're having a great time on the floor. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're talking about the previous year in 2000 AD. Um, to help with that with that conversation, we're, of course, giving out awards in a number of categories. The Spinnies for 87. Oh, man. And what a glorious amount of uh, awards that we have. We've got quite a few runners up here. And, you know, only a few will walk away with the gold. That's right. Uh, a, a bunch of categories, as always, and as always, defined as loosely as possible. You can win <laughs> for an individual page or panel. Could be for a whole year of work. Um, and then we, we, we will have our reader nominations. We'll read those after we do ours. And I appreciate everybody who has written in. We've kept this going for a while. And I really like, you know, just hearing other people's thoughts about these, uh, comics and stuff. Um, and I think also that these opinions will get way more spicy as we enter these less vaunted periods of 2000 oh. AD. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> not maybe not for 87 but but probably going forward anyway oh i mean there is a there is a reason that i i mean my my yearly my best year is now is now just kind of a it's starting to look a little bit more conradian i'd say yeah we're actually <laughs> going to talk some... about that when we get to it i i've i've got some ideas but here mm. we go Let's get started. As always, I may stop calling these, like, differentiate between whether I call these awards or categories as the show goes on. I apologize for nothing. Okay, that's good. I hate yeah. it when you apologize. It sounds very odd, and it uh, it doesn't make me feel very good in my stomach. I tr- try very hard not to, you know. I never, com- I, I try not to apologize. I try not to uh, complain. No, I complain a lot, actually. Anyway, category one, best art. Oh, so much art in a whole year of Prague's. Definitely. Ton of, ton of choices this year. There's a lot of interesting and new guys as well as old standbys. Fox, who you got for best art for 2000 AD, 1987? Uh, man, let me tell you, I got, my, I got myself two runners up, both of which uh, at least, well, all right, let me just get into it. So the first runner up is got to be the um, Prague 532 uh, kind of front page, which uh, actually I'll send this to you just now, just so you can see this, um, because I just have one word to describe this, Conrad. Uh-huh. It's codpiece. I'm talking about that Massimo Bellardinelli. It's mean team, and for whatever reason, uh, m- mean Jack. God, am I my bad Jack? Bad Jack Keller. <laughs> bad, yeah. D- they just decided to give him a fucking like panther crotch. I'm so yeah. into this. I there is literally no other reason why I chose it. It is just that sweet ass panther fucking codpiece. I can tell you, uh, someone mentioned this on the on the 2080 forums in this dope ass uh, panther codpiece. That, uh, <laughs> Said, uh, like, oh, that, that's what you got to do is get a, a cod piece that's your best friend's face. And I said, uh, oh, now I instantly know what to get Fox for Christmas. So there you go. 
Oh, that's fantastic. I'd I say that. Christmas, not birthday, because we are ironically recording this on Fox's birthday. Happy birthday, Fox. Oh, hey, thanks, man. That was, that was actually pretty nice. Also, I'm wearing the cod piece right now. So, you know. <laughs> Exciting. I, that's right. It's got that, you're doing that whole, like, winky face, but with the open mouth smile. Love it. So everybody Who's knows your- that I'm that I'm both business and funny. Definitely. Who's your next runner-up, buddy? So, so it is both... <laughs> It is both uh, the the cover of Prague 503 and um, the Judge Dread for 503, which is, of course, Varks, which is, ah. you know, from Kev O'Neill, our boy, doing some real gross, like, brain tentacle mouth maw mixed with goo and just eating people. It's a great, it was a great little way to kick off kind of the start of 1987, which I believe this was, 503, I believe, was the first issue for this year yes um and it was you know it was uh it was kev o'neill and i feel like if i didn't give a shout out to that man making something gross this wouldn't feel right wouldn't feel like Ab- a uh, a year without kev o'neill absolutely uh and then in terms of my best art man i i mean i feel that this is pretty obvious i know that we've talked about it a little bit that the comparisons start getting a little bit more difficult but just in terms of how emphatically striking it is nemesis the warlock uh, Nemesis the Warlock, the two Torquemadas, John Hankleton, oh my god, because of fucking course. Like, it's sheer body horror and twisted imagery that's <laughs> really well suited for the comic, right? You know, it doesn't have that Kev O'Neill thing to it, but in terms of just the dysmorphia that you get looking at any one person at any given time, or like, yeah. what the fuck is going on is both psychedelic and horrific. Um, also, you know, just special mention to corkscrew, corkscrew genital butt thing chair. Um, that really yeah. freaked me the fuck out when you pointed it out to me. <laughs> very disturbing. Yeah, you got your uh, your roasting feetsies and a very disturbing corkscrew underneath the seat of the chair. Yeah, like, Let's where's see. that going? Not sure. Nowhere good. I'll tell you no, that much. No, I, I mean, like, it's either. I'm, well, okay, we're not. I don't feel like I should say the word taint on this. With, <laughs> but I, you know, I taint did. If, taint if you're lucky, buddy. Well, I, that's yeah, what I'll say. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right, man. So enough talking about that disgusting <laughs> ass corkscrew chair, Conrad. The people must know. What are your choices for top? Best super awesome art 1987. Here we go again. Oh man, this was a real rich year. There's a lot of great art choices in '87 for sure. Mm. Um, there's some some new guys, like I said, some new guys on the scene and some older uh, older favorites showing up. So I got like some special mentions and some runners up because I'm Ooh. just breaking destroying this format. Fox, look at you, man. I um, mean, you really are just like creating new bylaws by the moment. Absolutely. So I got special mentions. All right. These are guys that we don't got to go into, but guys, but artists that I really liked um, this year, but not quite at award level. All right. Mm. So uh, CVO for Zenith. Love that Zenith art. Oh, yeah. Fun, like sort of American comic book style stuff. Um, for Judge Anderson and uh, the Hour of the Wolf. Yeah. Hour of the Wolf. Love Just that some- fucking story, man. Definitely great story, but great art too. Just very mm-hmm. um, like I loved just the art for especially like like the, the the female characters were really beautiful, but also really threatening. Good a- action and giant wolves looming over a city. Like yeah, excellent imagery of giant wolves and monsters showing up in psychic visions and stuff. Excellent stuff. Excellent choice. Excellent art. Um, also calling out Massimo Bellardinelli for the dead. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
oh, excellent yeah. stuff there. I remember um, wh- wh- when we talked about it, you being deeply freaked out by at least the first that first section of. The I end. mean, yeah, and it was just me alone reading in the night, and I'm just like, I have to take some breaks, man. This is freaking me out. Yeah, and I think that's something that is rare generally, and something that Massimo Bellardinelli that Bellardinelli really did a great job with in that story. Man, strong um, agree. Also, in my mentions, like I got so many, is uh, Kev O'Neill. I said for uh, for his nemesis stuff with Torquemada the God mm-hmm. this year. Um, really returned to form and just doing some classic uh, nemesis work there. Yeah, man. I especially loved all the uh, like uh, like uh, 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 super textual uh, swastikas in um, the Sister Cern <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Just like here's a there's a lot of swastikas on this page, man. Um, yeah. And then. Finally, in in my mentions, I got uh, Brett Ewins for Bad Company, both um, yeah. at the start of the year and at the end with Bewilderness. I think that's a uh, art style that really fits the, the style of writing for that comic. Yeah, I it's got a very different way. look against everything else, too. You know, absolutely. And so my my runners up, Fox. Oh baby. <laughs> so in third place, I got our buddy Carlos Escara. Well, oh man, such a beautiful Most- boy. Four strong team dog, especially bitch for this year. Um, I really mm-hmm. love that story, mm-hmm. um, and I think his art did a great job of doing of a of a depicting action and like the uh, the Reagan uh, uh, caricature and stuff like that. Oh just God! Sort of, like I love the character design also of a Durham Red. Like these are all just great great work by 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 the master of this character, Carlos Escara. Mm. Second place, I've got John Higgins. But a real Ooh. big year this year. Uh, I'd say most like a little bit for freaks, but especially for his uh, ju- his work on a, the the Judge Dredd Revolution storyline. Yes, we talked a lot about um, in the art for that just how it um, does a great job of mixing both these giant crowd scenes with very intimate scenes of like Dredd scheming or people making plans and stuff, as well as the use mm. of color. Between the, the the blues of the people for oh, freedom and, right. and and the reds of a uh, of a uh, dread and 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 the uh, and the justice department. Um, also, I want to mention the uh, the dread annual that that we talked about um, for this year, where he had a great big multi part st- like like three part story that ran through the whole annual that had amazing art of um, these huge cursed earth like landscapes mm. and clouds of giant bat monsters and then just a whole gang of dudes <laughs> with different a, a gang of guys with different guy names so you know it's a fat guy thin guy <laughs> all that kind of stuff yeah um, last of the bad guys that was a great story and, and his art was it, it was really great and this was really this really felt like i don't know like like a big like just like how in previous years i've talked about how like brendan mccarthy really um established himself in in the comic i feel like higgins did that for him um this year and then my winner um, is uh, John Hinklinton from Nemesis, buddy. So Fuck we're yeah. sort of got some solidarity. solidarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like every ish, every episode since we've started, we've just taken a minute just to kind of gush about his art and how different and exciting it is. Um, yeah. I mean, whether it's a horrific gushing or just a pure gushing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one way or another, like, I think there are... I know this is a problem I have of just sort of um, having trouble, sort of having a having a language to talk about art and men- and, and and remembering it to 
to mention it as much as I talk about the stories and stuff. But with Nemesis, has really been like the the art style has really become a big part of the uh, of, of 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 our discussions of Nemesis. And I think for that alone, it'd be worth it to be a winner. But also, yeah, just his stuff is so different and exciting and 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 interesting. It's worth being a word. Absolutely, really defining part of '87, and we're going to see more of it in '88. Exciting. I, I just like all of any time a character shows their back with John Hinkleton, it's just going to look disgusting. Anytime yeah. he shows a face, it's just going to look like terrifying. Necks are the worst. For oh, him. God. Yeah. Necks, wor- oh, wor- man. Worst slash best, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So let's move on to category two best writer. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Who's your top writer for '87, Fox? So I told the best stories, I guess. So I, um, I only have one runner-up for this, Ooh. and there is a there's a particular purpose because I, I, man, today, um, I really had to make some hard choices about what I believe constituted best story. And the amount of piling that I did with with best overall, because I think that there are some obvious mentions there. It's only mm-hmm. one for story, and uh, that goes to Wagner Grant <laughs> for uh, uh, Alabama Blimps, man. I oh, fucking, nice, dude! I fucking love Big Mammy. Like that that whole like fight sequence. The fact that they're just cannibalistic women. The fact that they've got a cookbook on how to cook dudes. You know. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she wears her, her fucking husband's skull on her belt, like it's that classic um, kind of those 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 uh, uh, sort of cursed earth people, right? Like the mm. the folk that just rough it and their life is just that way now. Like seeing the cursed earth is just like this place where anything can fucking be possible, Definitely. including including just hillbillies that don't go into a particular territory because they don't want to get eaten. And then also <laughs> just Judge Dredd showing that he gives no qualms, punching the shit out of them. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd say all I like I guess I should double back to best art too because Steve Dillon did an amazing oh, job yeah. in, that, in that story, especially just the way he draws the blimps and stuff is really great. And um I mentioned it then, but also just the like how black he draws Dredd's uniform is real yeah. for me too. That's a really unusual it's kind of an unusual look for Dredd as he often gets a very kind of blue uniform. Mm. Having it I mean, I, I know canonically it's black, but people draw it with a blue highlight, and sometimes that blue highlight can kind of take over the uniform so that it looks like yeah. he's just wearing a blue one. But he drew a super black one, and that's that's what I like. I like that it looks real uniform. good. Yeah. Okay. So who's so your top man. then, man? That's oh, man, it was uh, honestly quite quite easy for me in terms of story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, Grant Morrison with Zenith, like, fucking perfection. Like, it, it, was nice. a, it was a superhero story that felt both well-trodden, at least now, sort of in hindsight looking back, right? But mm-hmm. also, like, still in... It, it was right in that kind of cusp of this is still something that's being explored as like a concept um during this time frame right like you had Mm -hmm. comic book writers sort of playing with the idea that not all superheroes good um and and sort of the washout superhero like okay what happens when like you're you know you're the only three or what the fuck ever um but what really sealed it for me because all of the lead up to it i was like "Mm, okay like nazi okay it's kind of neat that it's like a fourth dimensional being Ooh, it's got some cthulhu in it um you know even just like the the bringing up of the team and and all of that the Mm -hmm. ending was was like the most awesomest thing 
because like effectively it was all just for this guy to do a publicity stunt technically speaking right like they, <laughs> he, he did sort of do it for the right or rather he did it to save things but he turned it into just a thing so that he could be a pm one yeah. day with his, his like uh... mind fuck powers Right, helped his uh, election chances and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. What happens when, when like you know, a psychedelic yuppie um, decides that he's going to use his powers for probably not great, and uh, that's it, it. Just sort of leaves it kind of bleak and and open, as well as you know, killing off some people there at the end just to make sure that like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like we're we're no, cleaning yeah. up our loose ends, but there's still probably some other stuff out there. It feels like Zenith is going to keep going. Oh, there's stuff, all right, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, it was yeah, just well, a really good story. Yeah, we'll actually get a uh, a little prologue for Zenith starting on next episode. Man, that's great. Very excited. More more in the new year. More more phases of Zenith of a Zenith to come. Exciting. Cool. So, yeah. Conrad, tell me. Someone was tippity typing on that typewriter, and your brain was like, whoa, and you want to be like, hey, so why don't you throw some things down for the people out there? What do you give for best story? Go ahead now. Please continue as soon as I'm done talking. The floor is now yours. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wait for that wait for that pause. Um, yeah, so I so I, I, I have some runners up here. Uh, third place, I've got uh, the, the Grant Wagner Combine. Um, mm-hmm. Doing great stuff, like you said. Alabama blimps, blimps is a lot of fun. Also, uh, they or I assume they wrote the uh, the bitch storyline for Strontium Dog. That one was one of my faves this year. Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and then also the uh, the Dread Revolution story, which I also really liked, mm-hmm. and I thought was well was specifically well written. Just the way the um, the way that thing shook out, and how they sort of portray the different characters and stuff like that. I thought that was very. Good writing, very important also for this thrill that they were so long. Yeah. Um, then my first runner-up, I said Grant Morrison for Zenith, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. Man, so far, so solid. We're just so solid. Keeping it together. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, it was a great it was a great way to bring superheroes into 2000 AD and sort of, you know, bounce off the, or, uh, um, you know, take off on this, on, on this concept of, uh, superheroes not being sort of as, as wonderful as you might initially think, you know? Right. Like, and keeping that nice sci-fi, like anti-establishment vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it definitely is a superhero story that both talks about the ant- intransigence of youth and of people who have grown up and were f- and, and, and are formerly youths if that makes sense <laughs> yeah you know? exactly how how like, times change you yeah like it's it it's e- like we we haven't really gotten to the to the parts where it's really about Zenith. we sort of see some pieces of him kind of just being like a uh, a callow youth but this one's so much about like baby boomers growing up and or getting older and kind of see like either abandoning their old beliefs or changing those beliefs into something new that's maybe not that great. I think that's a yeah. really interesting story, especially and 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 a very new story in nineteen eighty six, I think. Um or eighty seven. Like 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 when that, that that's something of that time for sure. And so my winner Ooh-hoo-hoo. is Peter Milligan for Bad Company. Hell yeah. Both. Part one, part two. Yeah, all of it. I really liked Bad Company. I know that we kind of like groaned a little bit at the Kano's brain. Oh, stuff. sure. Yeah. 
But I also think, like, no one's trying harder than Milligan to be a comics writer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, 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 or to kind of get into, like, telling interesting stories, using interesting, like, uh, styles of writing in his comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really remembering there's that one episode of Bad Company where uh, Mad Tommy's writing in, in Danny's journal. Yeah. It feels very like like poetic and otherworldly almost. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is really interesting. Uh, recently in Bad Company Two, there's that uh, section where we hear Max in her monologue and like the uh, the shell coming yeah. towards him and him almost dying and stuff like that, or the uh, uh, Kano's mad ramblings and things like that. That are all very cool, like just parts that have been written out and that I think Milligan does a you know does a very good job in. In telling the story. Same with The Dead, actually. There's been some... I read some criticism of The Dead saying that uh, Milligan's writing and Mass- and Annabella Dinelli's art don't really match up. Um, oh, I don't know if I, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I think that they both kind of... Both kind of work together just to create this, like, dissonant feeling. This strange feeling of, like, what it's like to be, like, dead and among um, the souls or something like that. Yeah. I think it's both... Like, the writing... Bo- like, like, the writing really... Like as 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 much as Bellarinelli's like uh, body horror art really like uh, <laughs> steals a lot of up. show, yeah, it, like steals the show. I think it's backed up by uh, Milligan's writing that really creates a sense and 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 gives that art a place to exist in. No, I think like we also sort of talk talked a little or spoke a little bit about the dead with it having this really strong start and then this really weird finish. You know, yeah, and I think that's that's ultimately where it where it is at but i don't ultimately think that that makes it a bad right there were some stinkers this no, year no 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 but i think yeah i think like listen like four or five progs of something that's really um that's really affecting and really good like that's more than a lot of things can say you know oh, oh yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah you know certainly so, more than bradley zing yeah i think it kind of earns its bones for sure yeah um Yep, yep, yep. Speak, speaking of earning bones, Fox, I must... Oh, sorry. Let's go to Category 3 Best Overall Thrill. Yes. Top Thrill of 87, real, Fox. Getting to that real meat here. So let me tell you, I because I'm trying to keep it to no more than two runners-up. I'm trying to be a professional about this uh, <laughs> with, with, a, with, a, with a best overall in that spot. And let me tell you... So we'll we'll start with our our third place. All right, that's going to Judge Anderson, Hour of the Wolf. That's oh, nice. uh, John Wagner, Alan Grant, Barry Kitson, and Will Simpson. Oh, that's right. Shit, if I said Arthur Ransom earlier, I apologize. Barry you Kitson. are all okay. good, baby. I I mean, again, I'm I'm pulling my information from Barney. I trust Barney's that. Barney's got it right. Yeah, I I just got it wrong. I'm all, I'm right. all over the place. Don't pay attention so, to me, dude. I mean, this. I think we can both agree. Like. I don't think that there has been a singular Judge Anderson story that I have disliked. This one, however, is pretty fucking close to being one of my favorites, if not the top. Um, just given how how connected it is to sort of the the lifeblood of what's happened with um, you know East Meg and how they've decided to go about it. We've got to knock out one of the best fucking psychics because they are going to pick us up. We are going to use our own team of assassin psychics to fucking, like, make this shit work. By the way, all of this just to be a distraction for Orlok, which is, like, just the visuals that run through the entire thing. 
you know, how it plays out, how, you know, just everything is just nice and structured. I felt like nearly every time that we were done um, with a block of progs, I was just like, oh, man, I, I want to fucking finish this. Like, if I could mm -hmm. just grab the other ones and start reading them, I would. <clears throat> um, that's just how it drew me in. And I think that's part of what makes an overall, right, is like, I want to read the next one. Right. Definitely. And that's very much how I'm judging the next two that you're going to hear. So my second runner up or my second rather place is uh, is fucking Judge Dread Oz. Um, oh, nice. Which, which allow me to <coughs> get ready to read a lot of fucking names because um, because I, I imagine I, even though we haven't gotten all the way through it, technically speaking. So it is John Wagner, Alan Grant, Cliff Robinson, Jim uh, Bakey. Uh, Gary Leach, Will Simpson, David Elliott as K. Edwards, Brendan <laughs> McCarthy, Will Simpson again, <laughs> but for different things. Steve Dillon, uh, Barry Kitson for his own set as well when he wasn't being K. Edwards, and John Higgins. Holy crap. So when you've got this many artists, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit pre-show, right? Or, yeah. or during the show where... You know, epics like this, the the sort of cost that comes with them is having to work with a shitload of right or uh, artists, yeah. and uh, and like while like it's a runner up, the fucking thing I have to say is Chopper for Oz, baby. Definitely, <laughs> like, like every every moment, uh, I think it really hit a high for me when uh, like he's just going into the fucking ocean and then hits a storm and it's like i you know in your bones chopper's not dead there's no way just like some storm and a dead battery is gonna stop chop you know absolutely and and the whole time you've got like these little kind or the vignette jetta story that's going on right now which is fucking fantastic to kind of keep keep you kind of moving along with uh with the oz thing without it getting too played out i would think mm -hmm. i mean maybe they're connected in some way don't know yet haven't read we'll but see. so far like this stuff's been fucking fantastic um and that's just the second place because motherfucker the first place is of course strontium dogs bitch why oh. would it not be when you have like the two so so, so a a guy that can read people's brains with his alpha vision a vampiress and mm. president ronald reagan walk into a bar is possibly <laughs> one of the most complicated jokes but is by far the best punchline i have ever read in an entire fucking comic book like Absolutely. this was it was like going down you know when you go to a water park and you're like i want to go down like that really big slide and then it just never stops and you're like this this just keeps getting more awesome and then by the <laughs> end you kind of like solution to a fucking like sewer rampage thing and you're like oh god how are we gonna get those kayakos k dudes and then like all right now you're in the the kiddie pool and you're stepping out and you're like all right time for some awesome action some jokes it was just really good all of it was just so fun uh and it was a great way i feel like to introduce uh durham red to kind of everybody as well mm -hmm. as build up like again within the course of this you feel even almost immediately the the sexual tension between the two which you know i don't johnny doesn't normally let himself cut too loose on the pages of the progs but oh. this one you sort of you felt it early on and you definitely felt it at the end right like yeah, he gives a shit about durham which i think and is a, a a thing that that matters and in the middle where they were making out a mug <laughs> at a stampede of <laughs> a right. wild alien beast man that's right 
I mean, if it wasn't clear then, he, he made it clear to her face. Woo! Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, anyway, Conrad, man, I just said a lot of words about a lot of things. Those, those are my overalls. That is my best. And, sir, I need to know. I must know. And the people are clamoring. Best overall? Ooh. Um, so my third place choice, I went big with some of mine, Fox. I hope you'll forgive me for that. I, um, that is okay. Go big or go home, baby. So my 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 third place choice for the, for eighty seven was Judge Dread generally. Ooh, good old Ooh, Dread. Ooh, I um, like that sweeping portion. It was fantastic this year. I mean, what you said for Oz, I really agree with. Um, especially, uh, yeah, the uh, the two sections you talked about, uh, Bren McCarthy's uh, like the introduction of the Judda. That those are great parts. And the parts we talked about pretty recently with um with uh, Steve Dillon doing Chopper like mm. um. Like it, over the ocean and going down in the storm, especially like, like that one um, center page of like Chopper, like on the ocean with the dolphins and stuff. That was really nice. And then kind of goes into this big typhoon <laughs> coming in after him and stuff. He's like, let's go. Yeah. That was really great. But I also got to mention um, the revolution storyline I've mentioned of before. But that one feels like it's such an important um, like section of Judge Dredd, I guess. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I was well, reading. It sets this... a tone, that's for sure. Absolutely, I th- I was reading this thing that was about uh, uh, comic books and was sort of talking about how like uh, for Spider Man, for instance, there's these big like waypoint moments in that character's story, right? So like you know, one might be like uh, Uncle Ben dying, the other one might be the death of Gwen Stacy or something. Of like course, that. Yeah, yeah. These these um, sections in a character's backstory that guide what they'll do in the future. Like, no matter, even if you've rebooted it, for instance, or if there's it's, some other things. It's the creation of the moral compass, right? Like, yeah. the ever-evolving one, anyway. Exactly. And I think this one is, and I guess also combined with the uh, the reasons to be fearful story, like, about a month before. Oh, God. Um, just that really do a very important job of being like, hey, man, these judges are not good guys. Like, they are only... <laughs> They're only good in comparison to the enemies that they face. Right. You know, like that's the only time where you'd really be like, yes, I would prefer the judges when you're dealing with, um, with interdimensional. Judge oh, yeah. Right. Or, um, or the sobs that are just there to b- completely blow you away, you know, like, and so this just really like solidified that. I mean, it's like we've definitely had like, hints of the judges not being good guys like pretty much from the oh, start sure. i always go back to that time in the robot revolution like in Prague, like 18 oh, or something <laughs> the jack booting yeah well but where um you know they were make where, where call me kenneth was making a uh, robot robot soldiers or, or minions and they came out of the uh, production line shouting like like all hail, call me Kenneth or whatever. And then <laughs> Dread changed them and made them loyal. And the sentence that came out, we are slaves to humans. You know, <laughs> it's really just that's it. Like, that's like what it is, you know. And we've seen hints of it before. But this one is really like, listen, like here are people who want to be free. Here are the judges completely undermining their attempts from but by using underhanded dirty tricks Uh, anything that they can do in the name of justice yeah by you know arresting them for trumped up charges putting undercover agitators in their ranks hitting them with sonic weaponry they can't see to demoralize them and stuff just all these different things that are 
you know, completely the actions of villains of the piece, you know. <laughs> and it's true. Then we move on. And we're just like, and that's just like, yeah, that's just the uh, the state of play now. You know, you got to just kind of got, got to go from here. It's um, not. I I would say it's not like a hundred percent jackbooting, but it's pretty fucking jackbooting. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like you know, it means that you need big villains to be to to go after the judges for the most part. You know, but that or it's just something. It's 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 something to keep in mind as we kind of chuckle at Judge Dredd arresting oh, someone sure. for littering or something like that. You know, haha. I mean, it's funny because it's not happening to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we see pieces of it back and forth, but it's something that, that is just very important for Dread, and something that is um, like a specific storyline you can point to to kind of talk to what's going on with Dread and like why this, you know, in interesting side points about this character like that. Absolutely, um, man. So fantastic. Anyway, that's just second. That's just a third place, buddy. <laughs> Second place, I feel like I have less to say about actually, but still one I thought was very important, which was a uh, Zenith. Fuck you know? yeah. Grant Morrison, Steve Yule. This one is just a story that came basically out out, out of nowhere, sort of. Just a writer yeah. that's done a bunch of future shocks and a new artist, but also established it themselves as a uh, as as a character that we want to see more of. Oh, and absolutely. Just kind of fitting in as an established thrill, a bunch of of other big of a of a more longer running characters and stuff. Um, I mean, I just want to see more Mandala, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and just being able to create a couple characters that are really interesting and compelling and that, yeah, um, and uh, again, just like doing things to play around with, I guess, established stereotypes and things. I think it's always, I always kind of chuckle just at the idea we have this big training montage for uh, Red Dragon and then as soon as they go into fight, he gets immediately skeletonized, you know? It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty bleak. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's an interesting way to do it and like a very – it makes it feel like – I don't know. Maybe realistic isn't the right word but feel like there things have consequences and no one's going to just breeze through because they have superpowers in the course of these stories. Like it's an yeah. Inter- you know, a interesting part of this new idea of how comics are supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And then for my winner, man, Stronium No. Oh, yeah, baby. I mean, not just for bitch, but also for all. I feel like we had a strong team dog most of this year, actually. I feel yes, there were, there were like, two others. Um, like, no, uh, there were th- there were three others because there's uh, the royal wedding, uh, uh, a, a sorry case, which wasn't by Ascara, but still strong team dog, I, and uh, the Rammy. So I completely forgot about the royal wedding. Yeah, almost every almost every episode we had a strong team dog this year, and I think that's really great. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love these Ascara and Ascara inspired strong team dogs, I guess I should say. Um, and like, yeah, but but especially bitch. I think it was a great story and a great um, a great counterpoint to last year's top story, uh, Rage. You know, this one. Oh yeah. Has, more humor. I love the uh, relationship between both Johnny and Red and both of them and Reagan. <laughs> it feels like to me, this is like one of, one of these ultimate stories. It's got everything that I'm looking for. It's got violence and action. It's got fun time travel stuff. Oh, it's, it's so got, true. 
it's got politics, both the political satire of a of a Reagan just like dropping the Iran Contra <laughs> midway through the story, but also of like just talking about like these freedom fighters on Kayakos K and like yeah. Johnny being sensitive to their plight and stuff. It's actually um, one of my favorite parts is that he has it continually play out until there was just a mass evacuation. It was wonderful. Totally, yeah. And then of course, like the uh, the romance between Johnny and Red, and then Red betraying him and stuff like that so you know even though they've like kissed or something like you know they still they you know things are not settled between them and cue and, um, cue sexy saxophone music you know absolutely yeah well you know just like uh reds this femme fatale like uh literally mm-hmm. that you oh, know, actually makes yeah that's very, very true yeah drink your blood um get that adrenochrome but yeah it's good times wow <laughs> But yeah, so that's and then generally like the rest of the stories especially like I really liked the um like the royal wedding was just a real funny one. Like oh, there's yeah. just there's just something about the fact that like um Bidden Fakes McNulty couldn't stop cracking himself up <laughs> with like duck puns in the course of that one. Yeah. Oh that was really really great um um story there. And, and the Rammy was also fun just in like the way it was told sort of inside out with the court case like running as they're doing things. I thought that was a really um a really fun way to tell that story. I think it's a an interesting point like I was reading I was going back and and and, and listening to her talking about that one and then thinking about uh, that story Universal Soldier and how oh, both yeah. of them have these kind of frame like 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 framing stories and how much better the Rammy is at doing that than uh Universal Soldier. I feel like we've already said too much about Universal Soldier. Yeah, sorry. That just came to me um right <laughs> right now. I don't want to get too into it. No, yeah, I know. For me definitely once again I th- and I think it's it's picked up a bunch of times but uh, Strontium Dogs my uh, my top thrill I mean, for 87. Fucking standing ovation, man. I fully agree. I would not mind having Strontium Dog every single episode. That fucking make my day. Uh-huh. You know, we'll see in 88. Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, okay. But with that said, speaking of every episode, Fox, let's talk about Category 4 Best Month. Oh, man. I'm, what's I'm your, un- yeah. What, what's your top month for 87, buddy? It could be an episode of our show, an annual or a special or whatever else. What do you got? I definitely uh, will use show numbers. Uh, uncharacteristically, I have two um, for this year. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so my 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 runner up uh, is actually episode one sixty four, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is it's kind of near the beginning of the year. I want to say this is March or April. Um, so. First off, like Bad Company is ending. It ends actually in the the first comic. Um, mm-hmm. Bitch, bitch is in full swing, right? Like we are we are now like, hey man, uh, come. Are you a bad enough dude to help me get this president for a sweet ass bounty? Um, <laughs> the the dead when it was still kind of starting, it was still bizarre. I think this was uh, the one where they were still kind of you know, uh, hey things are exploding out of us and so we got to kill you to figure this right. shit out which is like what all right yeah uh slain it was, uh, the i was, I was gonna say it's a uh, april and may of 87 okay me. perfect yeah yeah uh and then uh slain the king still going on at this time in fact wrapping up i feel like mm-hmm. uh that whole thing was awesome um and of course hour of the wolf 
beautiful, beautiful. Love it. So, so very wonderful. And then the special mentions to, of course, Judge Dredd, Torquemada the God, and uh, the one that I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of because of how funny it was. I mean, this kind of, it, it wasn't quite to the, the hysterical parts, but Rogue Trooper uh, hit one. Where it's like it, it wasn't quite to the like I'm no I'm just a double and I'm just a double which right. is like the best fucking part of that whole goddamn thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my my best month, however, quite recent, um, and after quite a bit of thought, I mean it's fucking episode one seventy three. Freaks ended, Ooh. so that's perfect. Bradley hadn't started yet. That would be the next episode, so that's fantastic. So Damn. what was so what I know. So what was up? Well, there was the fucking Rammy, the wrap up of Zenith, which again, my favorite fucking part of that whole comic. Really mm-hmm. sealed it for me. Two Torquemadas, which means that at the end of every fucking episode or at the end of every reading, I got to watch some really horrific shit happen. <laughs> um, uh, of course, uh, you know, we, we have kind of the the not earlier portions, but kind of those nice color pages in Oz. Um, and of course, Bad Company 2, um, which I just I mean, I want to call it like Bad Company 2. Things get worse. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it, it was just a... It was just felt like such a very good, tasty episode where there wasn't a lot of, of um, additional chunk uh, for, for yeah. us to go through. So that's kind of what I was looking at with those two. And, you know, those are both, I feel like, pretty good episodes to get a little little taste of the better parts of, of 1987. I think a lot of the middle of that year... There were some low points, and so it, it's kind of bookended. But those low points are still like they're they are minor blemishes upon like a pretty decent year. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I agree mostly. I think like man, um, that uh be- that uh mean team two really kind of oh was, was, was an anchor on the middle of the year. I think fuck man, an albatross. Speaking. Yeah, it was just so so mean team two. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So Conrad. I've given you one best month, runner-up. I've given yeah. you my top best month, not runner-up. I want to know, what's your top month, baby? Come on, Ooh, bring it good in. Good question, friend. Um, man, there's a, like, I want to talk first about my theory of 1987, all right? Or of, of, of bring it. Of, of 2000 AD in 1987, all right? Bring it. Um, we've talked in the past about the concept of a spine story in 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. Which is usually long running, a uh, long running story or something that you can sort of hang your hat on every week. Yeah, that 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 prog comes out, and for me, eighty seven is sort of a series of spine stories. We yeah, sort of, we um we start with the first half of the year or so with bitch. Mm-hmm. Then there's a gap with the revolution storyline. Then we go to Zenith. Then from Zenith we go straight to to Oz and or Nemesis, one or the other of those. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of Rami in there at the end. Well, I mean, I think the Rami is for me. The Rami is sort of split over, kind of Zenith and um and Dredd that's fair. And, I mean, Zenith, I definitely feel like has that spine quality to it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm mostly like honestly, a lot of times I'm going off like covers and stuff because mo- most of the time mm, the uh, the spine story will have the majority of the of the covers for that. Period. That is that is very fair. That is true. Like. Because, like, Zenith has, like, ten um, episodes, but I think it's got, like, f- like almost half of it is, uh, it was it was the cover story, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think for me, but so because of that, I don't know, I kind of had trouble picking a best month for this one because I feel Interesting. like all these different stories are ones that I really kind of want to talk about, but are all sort of split in different areas. So for me, I kind of picked a midpoint of the year. I said uh, July and August of 87, which was episode 168. Um, Ooh. The big one Ooh. for that one is that's the Judge Dredd Revolution story, which I think is a really important one and one that's really yeah. stuck with me. Um, and so that one's really why I'm picking it. But there are some other fun stuff in there, in, in there too. There's the uh, the start of the Strontium Dog Royal Wedding story. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the end of the DR and Quinch Agony page that it was really Oh, that's funny. right. Hit ones going. There's a really long... Uh, two-issue Tales of Mega City 1 story, which was like, I don't know. At the time, it was tedious, but it sort of grown it wasn't, on me a little it wasn't, bit. As it, was that Taxi? Or? Yeah, that, that, that was the Taxi one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought those were all pretty good. I mean, the hard part is that it is kind of dragged down by like the Nemesis <laughs> photo story being in there and there being some oh. Bradley and stuff like that. But um, I do think that it's such an important dread story, and a lot of sort of the uh, of the stray pieces are also very are, are also really important. So I felt like in general, that just sort of was like the month I'd pick if you had to make me choose one month from this year. Awesome, but That's awesome. man. Yeah, I think, but like, there's so many good choices, and especially based on what you're, on what you're feeling like. 1987 has a lot of different, like, there, there's a lot of different points on this buffet that you could be, int- you know, if you're into that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I think switching tracks now and again, you know, as you're kind of weaving through, um, as stories wrap up, you're jumping kind of onto a new spine, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and those, each one of those, there was never a bad thing or. There was always a very good choice thing to read in those cuts, you know. Oh yeah, it's like, definitely. Ooh, this is this is tasty, and I'm I I really can't like wait to read more of this, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Hey. So okay, we talked about about best art, best writer, best thrill, that which uh, which is made up of our of uh, writers and artists. We talked about best month, which is made up of thrills. Whoa. But now we got to get even bigger picture, Fox. We got to zoom out as far as possible. And for that, we got to talk about Category 5 Best Year. Ooh. This one's getting tough, man. What are you, oh, what are you thinking? So, uh, geez, oh, geez, oh, flip, oh, geez. Mm. Um, as, I, as I make a minor correction to my list here. So, <laughs> 1987 is not 1983, right? Mm. We had some skids in there. We had some Halo Jones. We had some nice, nice, spicy stuff in 1983. It's also not 1984. Mm. Uh, and I would also say that it's not 1985. I would actually say it is closer to 1986, which got docked, you know, uh, just above 1982 because of Ace Garp going Indeed. on forever. And part of the reason I will put this slightly above Ace Garp, so this is going above 1986 in my in my uh, list is was fantastic. It was great. But yeah. man, there I and you know, you know me. I always say like give me some experimental stories. I like that they're doing it. But that doesn't mean that you get to go on top of the pile just because I'm glad that you're going back to some basics. You're trying out some new stuff. Zenith really took off. Really great choice doing that, right? Uh, Universal Soldier, shoot me in the face. Do not want to read this. Um, Bradley, I'm sure I will see enough of Bradley until I want to rip my eyes out. 
I am an old curmudgeonly man. I don't understand it. So as the list goes for me now, it is 1985, 1984, 1983, 1987, 1986, 1982, 81, 80, 79, 78, 77. All right. Whew. So, Conrad, yeah. give me your list. Give me that tiered list. What's that S ranking? What's that double S ranking? What's your F? I don't even know. Why don't you yeah. tell me? Listen, so for me, 87, good year. Different energy from the Golden Age stuff we've been reading, mm-hmm. right? Like 87 has a way, I feel like it's got a way different feel to it than 86 even. And especially some of the other, other um, like, you know, I sort of mark 82 to 86 as sort of the Golden Age. Maybe, yeah. I guess. It's very different from that. I do, th- I do like it a little bit better than some of the earlier stuff. So here's what I got, Fox. I got my Golden Age years. Which I've got ranked as 84, 83, 86, 85, 82. Then mm-hmm. 87. So 87 right in the middle. Ooh. Ooh. Then my Dawn Age stuff. 79, 81, 80, 78, 77. Mm-hmm. So I got, a, I got 87 sort of in the middle. Um, yeah, precisely in the middle of the, uh, of the, of the year pack. Oh, there um, you go. It's kind, yeah, of your, he, it's kind of your standard uh, deviation, right? It's your zero yeah. point. Yeah, it's it, it's got it's got some big ups, it's got some big downs. Like you know, you can sort of figure it out from there. I also, Fox, here's what I'm thinking we should start doing. What's that uh, for next year? I'm tired of all all these years. There's too many years. <laughs> There's we're too about. many years, right? When I think back on all the years, I think, man, too many of them. I mean, I do think that it's hard for me to judge what 1977 is like in comparison to 87. <laughs> yeah, especially because that had some manic fucking energy to it that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because we've got like all these years weighing down on us. So here's what I'm thinking. For next spinnies, all right, let's start breaking these into five-year chunks. Um, mm. So based so. You know, we don't got to do it for what we've already talked about. But next year, let's just compare 87 and 88. And then we'll keep comparing those years until we get to 92. And then we'll start another set of five. And we'll just sort of break those chunks off. And then we can rate those five-year chunks between each other, basically. Love it. I love this chunking. I like chunks. Yeah. I I think I like chunks. (laughs) Yeah, it should be okay. And I think it will give us a little bit more, like, a way to remember. Because that should be about, like, maybe... Um, a, like like maybe a year and a half of thrills to keep in mind to be comparing them to to be comparing them all with mm. instead of uh, almost three years. So yeah, feels that's good. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, totally. And hey, Fox. So I think we finished our nominations Ooh. for the 1987 Spinnies. Oh, we're cool dudes. Hope we all are cool dudes. Enjoy their winnings. But before we talk about next year's content, next year's content, I'm gonna turn on the air horns and let future Fox and Conrad tell <gasps> us what the listeners thought about 1987. Hell yeah! Hey everybody, it's future Fox and Conrad here for future from when we were re- re- recording the spinnies earlier with your nominations for the 1987 spinnies. All Whoa, right. Oh my God. It's we're here traveling through time to bring you That's some right. things that you said in the past. Well, our yeah. past, but your current. Nah, they're, they're past as well. Basically, you know, it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey as you kind of do. Mm. Um, so we've got a bunch of people who wrote in, um, and I thank you very much for your spinny nominations. Uh, let's get started with folks that wrote in in the uh, 2080 forums, and I especially want to give a shout out to uh, to Sheridan 
on those forums who um, did a complete breakdown of oh, yeah. everybody who wrote everything and what all the thrills were for 87 and I stuff saw like that. that. That was insane. Like, he did that for 86 as well, and it's just a crazy to see all the stuff that we've covered sort of laid out like that and, 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 and helpful for, know, for the knowing of things. <laughs> so um, I'll start reading uh, or uh, first up there, uh, Whizbang says, thanks, Conrad, and congratulations and best wishes for the future of Fox, because, of course, we're all sending you happy wet, uh, marriage wishes here. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I hope Fox had an excellent day. Moving on to the spinnies, I would like to nominate best art, Steve Yole on Zenith, best writing, Wagner and Grant on Dread, Anderson and um, – on, on Dread, Anderson, and Strontium Dog, it is the way they combine humor, action, and plot that makes mm. these strips so good. Yeah. And then, best overall thrill is Dread for The Taxidermist, Democracy, Last of the Bad Guys, Oz, Alabama Blimps, and The Simp. I, I think Alabama Blimps. That was actually, was I think really I good. called that off as one of my favorites, too. Absolutely. Yeah, you did. It's a good one. And uh, his best year was 1982. So, Colin, Y-N-W-A. You'll never walk alone. Oh, ah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, giant robot. I remember that. I see <laughs> thing thing I remember. Um, so uh, so Colin says, well, I always dilly dally on these until I miss them, and so I'm going to do this now and be damned for it and change my mind endlessly. But it's too late, right? Oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so for best start, uh, he gives it to uh, Yawel for Zenith. Um, being lucky enough to own the Apex edition has given me a whole new appreciation of this piece of work, which in the wait, past... Wait, that's, that, that's a fancy version, um, 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 like, like reprinted version collecting oh. the, the, the Zenith stories. That's why he mentions that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, well, yeah. I guess I, that's kind of an inference, but yeah, like yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, so he, he had thought it was one of the weakest in the series, uh, and, and kind of gave him some appreciation to go back, but... Still brilliant, and I, you know, I, I keep hearing this from you and from other people that this is a guy who's going to be with us for a while, and he's learning his trade and mm -hmm. and kind of developing his style, which I'm excited about. It seems that yeah. he left a pretty big impact on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it is that but bloody hell when you have the talent of the mighty Yawel watching him develop and learn is such a treat. Lovely words. Yeah. Really cool stuff. So for best writing, Pete Milligan for Bad Company. Uh, so much more than a battle story done 2000 AD style, but brilliantly that as well, which uh, I can't, I mean, I fucking firmly agree with that. <laughs> um, so best overall for was Anderson Side Division, Hour of the Wolf. Yeah. Uh, so firm agree on that one. That's just like a, that was so fun to read. Um, so just a brilliant story, perfectly paced. Uh, and the episode when Anderson is ambushed is one of his favorite single episodes of any series. Um, and yeah, it's just a perfectly done comic. So for Beth Mon best month of 2000 AD for 1987, he gives it to November, where Zenith ends brilliantly. Bad Company 2 starts superbly. Dread is good, not uh, Oz's biggest fan. And uh, uh, Nemesis on top, uh, on top form and the Rami and Strontium Dog um, but okay, Strontium Duck is pretty good. <laughs> uh, and then for best year, uh, <laughs> so it's quite a few ranks. Um, now, don't shout at me as I know you disagree, but ongoing rereading until 1999, I had 1986 firmly as 
uh, as my pick for the for the pops with 1987 just behind. He's sticking with that. The fact right. I don't include Judge Dredd Revolution anywhere on this list uh, goes to show <laughs> the terrible and human beast I am, and I hope the world can forgive me. Excellent. Damn, <laughs> So next up was uh, Lay S, who wrote uh, Best Art, Honorable Mentions for Colin McNeil and John Hinklinton. Mm. Colin for immediately showing the potential he would live up to in terms of capturing an iconic 2080 art spirit. And John for boldly going where no artist had gone before. But for him, it's Kev O'Neill who deserves top honor for his final year as an active art droid in 2000 AD. Fuck yeah. Uh, for Best Writer... Writer uh, Milligan and Morrison do a decent job of uh, filling the kind of the uh, the slot McNeil and and, and Hanklinton are doing art wise. Uh, they're new kids in the block with distinctive styles. Uh, Milligan the slight edge over the two purely for quantity of new ideas. Wagner and Grant are a little patchy, but they are on fire. But w- when they are on fire, they they are on fire, and that leaves Pat Mills to take the crown, Hell slaying yeah. the king. And this run of Nemesis are peak Pat for me. Very good calls, man. I I mean, I forgot. I I mean, I love slaying the king. So yeah, no, it's it gets lost in the shovel just because I feel like it's it's kind of short and and was right yeah. at the start of the year this year. You yeah, know exactly for eighty seven. Uh, best overall thrill, a tricky one. Received wisdom seems to suggest Strontium Dog uh, takes a dip in the five hundreds. So I'm glad to see you are enjoying this run. You know, we're 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 positive on most things. Oh yeah. Uh, there's no killer Strontium Dog tale here. Dread gets a bit variable. Some uh. Silly and or lazy stuff with genies and superheroes, mm. but also some greats. I have a soft spot for the Raggedy Man with Revolution, the Taxidermist, the introduction of PJ maybe, and the start of Oz more than making up for the odd misfiring tale. <laughs> but Nemesis, specifically Torquemada the God, if I had to choose oh, a, partic- yeah. a particular section of it. But really, even the photo story is great. Honorable mention, Hour of the Wolf. Photo story. <laughs> e- <laughs> You know, erase it from your mind. Um, uh, so then, best year, new year, new paper. Nineteen eighty-seven feels a bit a bit better, mm. or at least less wobbly than nineteen eighty-six. There's a lot more new blood, and so far that's refreshing. Huge uh, soft spot for eighty-seven. Um, as a year in my life, he was 15. Metal was his sound of choice in strong and uh, and in strong cahoots with Tharg. He wrecks respect the badge. He earned yeah, it yeah. with his blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just this was when like they, they were putting out uh, Rogue Trooper board games and other things like that. Ah. Um, anyway, whole things. Yeah, just really enjoying this 87. But was 87 better than 1984 by Grud and all his works? What is wrong with you? 1984. <laughs> Strong opinions. Love it. And then he uh, he linked to a, uh, a a song by the band Sabat that's like a uh, what it was like um, from this album that came in the Games Workshop uh, magazine White Dwarf Blood for it's the Blood God Blood for the Blood God yep. Good times Yeah <laughs> All right Fox who uh, what what do you have in read uh, so read so Amen's here we got we got our our longtime friend of the show Eamon Clark coming in um, it's just you know another great year of thrill power uh, and podcasting would try and vote in each category but it's just going to be Zenith Zenith and Zenith for me <laughs> or maybe Bad <laughs> Company 1 or Bitch or Alabama Blimps hmm no it's Zenith <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful man it's good to excellent oh, man I miss you man you're awesome Eamon 
Yeah, I'm going to be on there on there pretty soon. Hopefully in October. I'm pretty excited. Good talking. Oh that man, meltdown, man. Oh my. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna. Oh, so now we can finally put to rest. Did he ever? Like, did he ever melt? I mean, <laughs> he melted out the first one, man. And I guess in the last one too, because that's when he get, gets back to the present. Um, yeah, you need to have another nuclear explosion to send you into the future. It's, it's very much the uh, Gilligan's Island uh, amnesia theory of uh, time traveling. Yeah, all right. you, you get nuked, travel to the future, then you got to get nuked again to go to the past. You it know? just makes so much more sense. Uh, next up is Alex F. Best art, Ewan's... J- and uh, Jim McCarthy for Bad Company, Best Writer, Wagner and Grant for the double whammy of the Rammy and the Blimps from Alabama. Oh, I like this rhyming. Um, wow. Best Overall Thrill, Bad Company, not least for getting a decent sequel ready to print within just six months of the first mm. book being a smash hit. And then Best Month, he says, uh, a toss-up between February and November. A reckon I'll, sl- I'll side with November and a technicality. I think I've bought reprints of all five of these throws multiple times. Oz, The Rammy, Bad Company 2, Zenith Phase 1, Nemesis 7, and No Future Shocks. Yeah, beautiful. And then his top for 1986, or, or his top year is 1986, Rage. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Rage is so good. <laughs> And uh, his best overall moment is Fox getting married. Committee congratulations. Herzen Licken Gluckenluch. Um, as they may or may not say in Germany these days. My best attempt to read German. Doing real bad at it. Hey, man. Thank you very much, Alex. I appreciate that. For sure. Alex is also on um, on, on a special this year. So really appreciate him Ooh, coming awesome. out. Heroes of 2000 AD is his blog. It's real key. The next we have... Oh, God. This is going to ruin me a little bit. I am sick, oh, so I apologize, everyone. The manic. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Uh, oh, no. The fallout. <laughs> this was worth it. Uh, so, uh, best art honorable mention goes to Colin McNeil, who, other than uh, certain artists, we will meet in 1988. Cough, Chris Weston. Cough. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Yo, we'll, we'll meet him. We, we still got to meet him in 1988. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, is my all-time uh, favorite 2000 AD artist, but Steve Yoel. Once again, killed it with Zenith. I mean, it, like yeah. it's he comes up a lot for for this thing. I'm very excited to see what what he turns into. That's got everyone so so stoked. Definitely. Um, so best you know, writing. I'm, oh, please. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm feeling bad because I feel like we actually don't put we we actually didn't rate him that that that, that highly in our spinnies picks. Like you know, oh, he's, I, he's really high in uh in all these write-ins. You know, it's kind of well, funny. Sure, I, uh, but that sort of shows I I. Th- or at least for me, it's like when he came onto the scene, he was probably like kind of different and new, but whatever he ended up as is what people remember him for. Mm. And I think looking in the past and sort of where he started probably means a bit more for people who have the context, I guess. For sure. I mean, maybe not you though. I, you had no more than me about this stuff. I mean, you know, I'm like, as, as much as I've, I've read ahead, I'm also very much trying to keep in the moment of, of where we are in the progs, you know, telling you what your heart meant. I mean, just trying to. I, I, if I don't, then I get all weirded out because I'm like, "Oh, when did this happen? When did that happen? I don't know what's going on." You know, acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for best writing, um, <laughs> we are deaf in peak nemesis territory, and he deserves the nod over the fantastic Morrison, and as usually talented, though soon to be doomed, Wagner Grant combo. Ooh, spoiler that's, for the episode we're about to. We're about to record Fox. Good oh my times. god! Interesting. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so best overall thrills, the special mention to Zenith Phase 1, but it's the weakest of the four phases, so I chose Nemesis the Warlock. Might as well enjoy this wonderful strip while we still have it. This is a... Uh, wait, what? I mean, like, honestly... um. Like, you know, we're about um, in 88, we'll get a purity story and then Deathbringer, which is this real long one. And then like it's from from what I can tell, uh, Mills kind of goes hot and cold between Nemesis and Slain, you know. Mm. So just like how we haven't really had much Slain after Slain the King in sort of January of, 80, of 87. And we had a ton of Nemesis and ABC Warriors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, after Deathbringer, uh, Nemesis is going to go a little cold and we'll, and, and, and we'll have a whole bunch of, um, of slain stuff. I think that's fine. I mean, let it, yeah. let it rest to kind of reheat itself, right? Yeah. I mean, it gets really interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, again, this is sort of, we're in peak Nemesis for sure that, that this Hinklinton stuff is really, uh, is really like a uh, mind blowing. So I'm, I'm excited mm. to take it as it comes. Okay. Awesome. So then for, for Monarch's best month for, of 2000 AD for 1987 was November. All killer, mostly no filler. Strong nice. agree on that one. I love that. Uh, I cannot vote for a best year, so indulge, uh, instead indulge me with this new, insane new award. <laughs> the Rick Random Award for Tedious Wretched Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so he's I, I love this so it's mean team whose idea <laughs> whose idea was it to take a future sports story and retrofit it as a bizarre fantasy story not even Massimo's wonderful and odd art can save this terrible spiteful story which was so bad it felt like Tharg was pulling an inferno <laughs> with the ending i.e. kill them all and wrap this shit up fast <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I, I appreciate. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> agree more on that one. I mean, you know, you know me, man. I've I've got teeth when it comes to wasting my time. And that was yeah, mean I mean, team. like definite, like man, like uh, this is not me going to bat for Mean Team for the record. <laughs> um, it's more me saying like I appreciate this, and and it is saying that yeah, like it, Mean Team is a huge, and and I think I I I said this in the past. It's a big, it's a millstone around eighty seven, keeping mm. it from being truly great. You know. Um, but like, I also do kind like in my like mission statement for this podcast, I do kind of like to keep, oh, of course, like the spinnies kind of posy, I guess. Like, you I mean, know, like I can repurpose that Rick Random Award to just be like, here's a random thing that you should read from 1987 or something. I mean, mostly it's just that, like, yeah, I don't really want to be down on things. Although I will say, like, that is what that's part of what um, the best year award is to my mind is yeah. a chance to talk about the year's faults but i definitely i i don't I'm, I'm not really a fan of of, of have like i don't really want an award that's like worst of the year or something oh, of like course. that i mean i just don't think because i don't think we would ever add that in at least not in the know. near term um I however mean, you know yeah just so everybody I mean, <laughs> everybody knows that that conrad's got opinions conrad would you ever reread a rick random story oh man <laughs> so just keep i mean in mind. i just I just I remember the ones from the annuals that were like these little like like each page was a quarter of a page. Oh yeah, with a thousand words and just so much like <laughs> dirtling around. Like yeah, well listen, we're gonna travel through time, but it's not gonna mean anything for the rest of the story. This is just some random shit that we're tossing into the story to fill space. Like oh. 
I mean, the the what, what you said about not respecting your time is really a big thing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I think that's really um, almost I would say every episode we we do at. I mean, that's the discerning of of bottom thrill um, mm. when it needs to be there, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just real bad or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes um, it's it's uh, Death Planet. Yeah, well, you know, man, Death Planet. Anyway, yeah. um, final one from the forums here. Oh, geez. Uh, Huey 2, who I believe is new for um, writing for, for writing the spinnies. And if not, then I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, it's hard to remember, like month to month or whatever. Mm. But anyway, um, hi, Conrad and Fox. Thank you for putting out an enjoyable podcast. And congrats to Fox, of course. Thank you. His take on 1987, best art, Glenn Fabry. Fabry, I've often said that 2080 grew up with its readers. Mm. I don't argue that the tooth of today is often more adult than the 1980s version. Mm. I would say it's never done anything more mature than the likes of Halo, Jones, Zenith, or Slain the King. Interesting. Storytelling is more sophisticated than previous Slain tales with, with, uh, with Mills. Having confidence in what Fabry can do. Highlights is a splash page that isn't a scene of violence, but is instead a group of characters sitting around a fire. Yeah. Then there's a page where Slave, where Slain watches Neve and Kai walk away. Slavery mm. gets a pen and ink drawing, uh, um, drawing act better than most Hollywood stars. It's wow. good. Honorable mentions is John Higgins. The painted art in the annual is, in, is incredible. I, I agree with that. That's a really fun one. Higgins is ahead of his time here and shame he wasn't painting a longer strip around the time 2000 AD got full color story. Yeah. Which we're slowly making our way to. Favorite strip, Strontium Dog. Good man. I've often heard it said that the strip takes a slight dip in quality after Wolf die- dies. As a reader at the time, this was the most exciting era for the strip as the tone and dynamic could change so much by pairing Johnny up with different people or setting himself yeah. up on his own. And I think I really agree with that. I, we've talked about that in the past as well. Yeah, like it's different when he's with Red versus with Midden Face versus like, like on his own and stuff. Yeah, and I, I mean, they took a very big risk in like sort of turning wolf into this thing that changed Johnny pretty severely. Yeah. He used to joke around a lot more. This man does not make jokes anymore. No, he's way less lighthearted. And and the Rami makes the most of uh, pairing Johnny up with midden face, which I agree to. It's, it's a, it's a fun, like, like light one. Um, Favorite writers, Grant, uh, uh, Wagner and Grant is a long-term reader. I've gotten used to them churning out classic after classic without breaking a sweat. Then there came a couple dreads which were merely okay and not fantastic. Make me wonder if they might possibly be running out of ideas. Roll on issue 531. (laughs) Without any fanfare, one of the all-time greatest dreads arrives to show you that after hundreds of dread stories, they can still do something amazing with the strip. That's the revolution story, by the way. Then add Oz, Strontium Dog, Anderson, the taxidermist. Oh, yeah. Varks, everything else they did, we really were spoiled. Oh, fucking Varks. That that was such a weird one, man. It's yeah, it's good. You know, like just a really like you, you, you that one feels like oh like okay, Kev's drawn this one. We better just just go crazy here. <laughs> favorite month, November, favorite year, nineteen eighty six. And here's a nineteen eighty seven fact I don't think is that well known. Nineteen eighty seven saw Grant Wagner and Kennedy cross the cha- or cross the channel, maybe the ocean, I guess, to launch Outcasts, one of the greatest comic books of all time, at DC. Oh. Uh, two thousand eighty editorial apparently asked if they could run the strip in the comic like they'd done with Metal Zoic in eighty six, but Grant Wagner apparently declined as they felt the strip hadn't uh, what wasn't written to suit a weekly format. Oh, but okay. that's what I've uh, I've started reading recently just on the back of this suggestion and 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 it's pretty neat. It's got kind of yeah. a yeah, it's 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 got 
like like a, a dystopian superhero-y kind of feel. That, that That's very interesting. Okay. Ooh. So, let's continue on, Fox. Oh, geez. Oh, God. To um the face to to the Facebook the Fatchabooka oh my god um, the Fatchibush we, we we got a bunch here I'll start off with uh, Pete Adamson host of uh, with the Where Eagles Dare podcast our buddies from New what Zealand up, boys? hey um he says hi Conrad just swinging by this Space Spinner 2000 mailbag to drop off my spinny nominations for 1987 I just <laughs> dropped off mine in his mailbag for their uh, Ernie <laughs> Award so this is podcast reciprocity by God oh my God uh, <laughs> that's me saying that whatever uh, best art came down to a tussle between newcomer Zenith courtesy of Steve Yol and old hands at their peak Ewan's and, J- and, and Jay McCarthy for bad company and he's given it to bad co for their inventiveness cartoonery and heavy lines it's thick it's robust and totally in keeping with the strip sexy Best writing would have given this to Zenith also for a new voice in Grant Morrison, a writer from my generation, who includes references to stuff I was into, like H.P. Lovecraft, superheroes, Mm. and the Smiths. But instead, it's John Wagner for for Revolution, and Alan Grant, I should mention, all those years of Dread World building and the very real sense that that in Mega City 1, the rubber band is at its limit and about to snap back with major repercussions we're still feeling today. A great story and a real gut punch inside it. Um, and so it's not to be a bridesmaid. Best thrill goes to Zenith, which combines a watchman <laughs> lens to so many things. Thatcher's Britain, disposable pop stars, 60s burnouts. Yeah. Fun, sinister, cynical, and whip smart. Birth of a 2080 classic right here. And best month goes to January. Something of a farewell to the old guard with Fabry slain, mm. Talbot's nemesis, Gibbon's taxidermis, or Gibson's taxidermis, and a Kev O'Neill's wonderful Varks. Um, oh, that's such a that's a lovely way to kind of put that. It is sort of a yeah. a closing of that chapter. Yeah, definitely. The beginning sort of, of a very start, weird time. Nineteen eighty seven was so bizarre. This sort of um um post golden age holding period or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably the only person to nominate something so far in advance of the later big um, hitters of the year, but eh. And then best year, he says 87 is good for ringing the changes, but my heart still goes to 85 for the greats therein. Halo, Hell Trekkers, Slain mm-hmm. Slain in Time Killer, Anderson and the Dark Judges, <laughs> Nosferatu, Rat His Name in Blood, and Midnight Surfer. <laughs> Fight me! So fantastic. <laughs> and a final best, best wishes to Fox and his vixen. Happiness from within Space Spinner 2000 deserves happiness from without. And I wish Fox and his beloved heartfelt congratulations and many years of happiness to come. Hey, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And then uh, you've got one from Jules All Bo- right. Boyle. Yeah. Here. Right yeah. here, Jules Boyle, coming from the Facebook itself, live and unaltered. 1987, <laughs> baby. Best art. Slain the King, Glenn Fabry's Finest Hour, Talbot on Nemesis, Yole on Zenith, and McCarthy on Dread, all immense. Best writing? Once again, Zenith coming in for the fucking steal. It yeah. would it would get so it would get better or even better as it went on, but it was a breath of fresh air in the prog, especially after a run of new thrills that were less than thrilling. Um Looking at at you here, Bad City Blue, the dead mean team, etc. Burn! <laughs> I, dude, I I can't I can't not fucking but agree. Like they tried uh, anyway. Yeah, hey. agree. 
Yeah. Best best thrill, that'll be Zenith again. Honorable mentions to Slain the King and the ever-dependable Dread and Strontium Dog. For uh, for best month of 87, once again, we see November coming in strong. Oz, Zenith, Nemesis, the Rami, etc. Good times. And finally, cheers, lads, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Jules. <laughs> All right. So uh, finally on Facebook, there's Wooly Russell, best art. I really want to give it to John Higgins for Revolution, but Bren McCarthy bosses this era of 2000 AD. His creation of the Judda would win him laurels by himself, <laughs> but but by itself. But he also painted my all-time favorite color center spread, and it's those uh, Mexican bird monsters attacking Chopper while he's traveling through the <laughs> oh, cursed earth and oh stuff. Oh no, that was so gross. We don't so need gross. no stinking budgies. That was so <laughs> gross. Real, real, real crazy. Yeah, and apparently, like this led to a conversation about how it's a real bummer that those pages are in black and white in like the mega in like the collection editions and stuff. Oh, okay. Then best writing should give it to Wagner and Grant for Revolution, but the super uh, condensation of ideas and beautiful stylistic flourishes in Zenith get set a high water mark. I don't think even Grant Morrison has met again. Ooh. <laughs> best overall thrill, Revolution. Just a perfect combination of plotting, prose, and often expressionist art that sent a new benchmark for a strip, which is already the best in the comic. Damn. His best month is August and best year. This Ooh. very year of 1987, I believe, because it's his first. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And then let's finish up here with our with, with, with my one email entry here from a longtime Spenny contributor, Joe Eady. I always appreciate your uh, in, your additions here, Joe. Absolutely. Because um, good to, to see you guys powering through 1987, sending my spinnies well, before I, I go on holiday, whatever. Uh, this year sees four of my favorite 2080 stories of all time. Bad Company Book 1, Zenith Book 1, Slain the King, and The Dead. It feels kind of artificial putting them in particular categories. They should all four of them win all three awards. But here goes! <laughs> Uh, best art, Glenn Fabry for the best slain story ever. Like Brian Ballin, this story shows just what black and white art is capable of, but also shows how Pat, how, shows part of Patmo's greatness as a writer as he is dedicated to getting the best out of his artists. Best writing, Peter Milligan for both Bad Company and The Dead. He sets 2080 on fire this year. That's the greatness of these two stories is as much the greatness of their art. It's a high point for Brett Ewens' amazing contribution to 2000 AD. And mm. sadly, Massimo Bellardinelli's last really wild work yeah. before his disappointing stints on Mead Team and Moonrunners, which we'll get to later. Oh, no. Disappointing. Mm. Uh, best overall, th Thrill Zenith. Can't say enough good things about Zenith. Of all the shameless copies of Watchmen that there's been, <laughs> only this one comes close to being as good as the original. You can see at once that Grant Morrison and Steve Yeo know exactly what they are doing. No surprise that they are both still turning out wonderful comics 30 years on. Did someone month say that they came oh, out around the same time? Like, so it wasn't a, a direct copy or something like that, right? Nah, I mean, like, I mean, it is one of these things where, um, I mean... Watchmen started coming out in like summer of 87 mm. or s summer of 86, I should say. And so I think it had already been done by the point that um, – yeah. or was finishing up by the, by the time Zenith started. But but it's very close because it takes about six months for, for a prog to be ordered to sort of being in the for, – for a thrill to be ordered to being in the prog, I guess. Sure. But okay. like I'd say as much as that timeline makes it look close, you're – you're also kind of forgetting that um, people who work like that, I'd imagine there'd be rumors of this um, Watchmen thing, I mm. guess. 
like I mean, because like John Higgins, who's doing a ton of stuff in the uh, in the Prague, is coloring Watchmen, even as um, even ah. as it's, it's coming out in 2018 and stuff like that. Like, there's definitely, and, and I imagine there'd be rush copies for people in the industry, blah blah blah. Just this idea of like, hey, like, listen, like you know, the big thing for the late 80s is that superheroes are bullshit. Pass it on, you know. And so we're like, oh, we we, we better do that too, you know. That's um, fair. Yeah. Uh, Joe's best month goes to May for Torquemada the God, Anderson, and Dread eating that rat burger from those giant cannibal rats <laughs> that he fought. And best year, thanks to the surprise return of Kev O'Neill to Nemesis and the equally unexpected return of Orlock and Anderson, this year might have made it to number one, but then Mean Team had to go and spoil it all. So 87 only gets wow. the second spot with 84 still reigning supreme. Wow. Strong. Yeah, and with that, oh man, that's everybody's um, nominations for the Spinnies for 1987. Thank you guys so much for Gosh writing darn. in. darn, thank you all. That was that was neat. I love the Spinnies yeah. time. Definitely, it's always great. Yeah, we should. I, I think we might. Uh, I don't. I forget the timeline off the top of my head. We'll either be finishing or just about to finish 1988 at the end of uh, this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. So you know, just keep it in mind. Um, I've been put like recently. I've been putting the uh, the spinnies as an extra, as like it, its own week instead of on Friday. And I think I'll keep doing that because it does give everybody a time to – it's like if they're reading along with us to finish reading the year and then put their nominations in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, let's send it back to those past boys, Fox. Take it away. Oh, past woo- Conrad and Fox. Woo- I hate you guys so much. Yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Future Fox and Conrad. Uh, my, you know, I, I hope you're enjoying all the work that I've given you for this. Hate you, dude. Oh, Future me. God. <laughs> He's, I'm the real dicks, you know. From hell's heart, past Conrad stabs at the future Conrad. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's some real hate. That's right. Listen, so Fox, speaking of future Conrad, what uh, future he and future Fox will be talking about? Ooh, let's talk about these. Coming, um, coming attractions for 1988. Okay, I'm in. Should be an interesting year, sort of in the uh, in the Chinese curse kind of way. Um, but um, <laughs> so returning thrills, Fox. Ooh. Um, ABC Warriors with art by ABC Simon Bisley. It's going to blow your ass away. I'm really excited for these <laughs> ABC Warriors. Um, we'll get more Bad Company, of course. We'll continue that Beautiful. story. Judge Dread, naturally. I'll talk about Dread stories in a minute. Um, Nemesis Book 8, which is going to be God a damn. purity story. That's going to be early in the year. It's going to be pretty exciting. And I, think, I like that. Yeah, we got some purity background by artist uh, David Roach, which is going to be really awesome. And mm. then um, I believe we'll start book nine in 88. Okay. I forget. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll have, of course, more future shocks naturally. Um, we'll also get Strontium Dog pretty soon, including Ooh. a story with Durham Red in it, which I'm oh, pretty stoked about. Finally. I hope it's, it's like 400 issues long. It should be. It's it's a longish one. They're fighting rock dudes. Should be good. Ooh. Um, but then storm clouds on the horizon for Strontium Dog. I don't want to get into it. Um, what? Rogue Troopers coming back. We're going to get hit two, three, and four next year. Very exciting. Okay. Wow. They're um, really pumping those out. 
That's right. Uh, Slane's going to be back for a little bit. Just a brief teaser of Slane. Slane's not going to be back in force until 89, in which case that may also blow your ass away. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Zenith Phase 2. Just exciting Zenith action talking. Yeah, with, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, it should be good. Kind of got, got a uh, Richard Branson kind of bad guy. Um, Ooh, more, really? More Bradley coming back, of course. Oh, Can't escape fuck. that Bradley. And uh, Judge Anderson's going to be uh, kicking ass and taking names, some good Anderson stuff. Anderson's pretty close to becoming a regular part of the uh, of, of the prog. I'm oh, man, about. I'm so into that. Yeah. I am so into that. Then new thrills, Fox. <gasps> Couple good ones. We got Haphazard by a uh, writer, by uh, artist Steve Dillon, and written by Steve Dillon about uh, crazy space uh, space living. Okay. Uh, Tyranny Rex by writer John Smith and artist Steve Dillon. A lot of Steve Dillon stuff, but this one is going to be is about a lady with a lizard tail and will blow is it may in fact uh listen we're gonna have to keep a handle on that one to figure out what's going on with it. i'm pretty excited <laughs> okay, I, about it, though. oh okay i'm in i'm yeah. all in we'll also get a journal of luke kirby which okay. is basically a like 1960s era harry potter but of course it's 88 so it's before harry potter so whatever Ooh. but english countryside magic buddy get ready all right, I'm in. We'll get a uh, Tales of the Doghouse, which is a uh, anthology story, but about different strontium dogs doing strontium dog things. Cool, cool. Uh, tribal memories, which I'm a little worried about, and is Peter Milligan being oh. real weird? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I foresee racism in my future. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Um, Next is uh, Moonrunners, which is um, about just a space trading with art by Massimo Bellardinelli. Cool. Oh, thank God. Okay. I felt like something called Moon Traders would definitely need him in there. Moonrunners, yeah. Moonrunners, excuse um, me. There's one through I'm not going to tell you because it's a spoiler for another thing that, that we're reading. Um, oh. And then uh, Night Zero, which is about a, a cyborg cabbie with a robot hand and a gun in his finger. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. right. Also, uh, we will start getting just collected versions of the Judge Dredd daily strips, I believe, with uh, art by Ian Gibson. Okay. Uh, sort of like okay. co- collections of a daily comic strip. So they're real, like, fast, like four punchlines a page kind of thing, which should be interesting. Jeez. Um, for Dread stories next year. Ooh, this is going to be a bunch. <sighs> mm. So, of mm. course, we'll have Oz for about the first quarter of the year or so. Okay. Um, then we'll have the Hitman story, Full Mental Jacket, which is, I believe is a, re- a return of the uh, Paisby Mental Guy. Okay. The uh, Bloodline story, which is which is complicated, and again, maybe it's a little spoiler if I, if I tell you too much. Uh, the Bat Mugger story, which <laughs> is the uh, the fruit of a initial aborted attempt at a Dread Batman crossover. There's okay. the, the Twister story, which is the first full color Dread in the Progs, which I'm very excited Whoa. about. Whoa. Okay. Um, I'm into the, that. Yeah, the Brain Stem, Stem Man story, which is a prequel to a, an upcoming uh, Judge Anderson story. The Return of PJ Maybe and the oh. Curse of the Spider Woman, <laughs> which is a fun <laughs> kind of long-term dread story about mut- what about about mutants and stuff. Yeah, you'll see. That, that's the best name they could have fucking thrown in for the hat? I mean, I'm it's, sure it had... It's, it's just like... 
It's incredibly apt, as we'll see when we get to it. Okay. Um, and then we got new creators coming into 2000 AD, Fox. Damn. 1988's packed. Yeah, into 88, I should say. Yeah. Artists, Simon Bisley, SMS, David Roach, Steve Parkhouse, Paul Marshall, Nigel Dobbin, Chris Weston, Kevin Walker, and Dougie Braithwaite. Jeez. And writers, uh, uh, Stuart Edwards, Nicholas Barber, and John Bronson, who's been writing the movie column, but will step in to also write uh, Night Zero. And also, the arrival of Hillary Robinson, who we are going to see a lot of in between Prague 600 and 700. Okay. It's like the era of Robinson in that one, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, big mo- show milestones in our 88 coverage, buddy. Oh, ooh. Big one coming up is going to be our third birthday episode. <gasps> Can't believe it. Happy birthday to us, boyo. Hey, happy birthday to you, literally, and oh, to our you. show in a couple weeks. Thank you, thank um, you. We'll also, in the course of it, um, get see uh, hit, hit Prague 600, so many Progs, and oh my God. 88 also sees the introduction of the Dread Mega Special and Winter Special. So many specials. That's a thing of beauty, my man. A thing of t- beauty. Yeah, I can tell you for programming notes that it means that we'll be having um, kind of special weeks and annual weeks ne- um, for 88 at, and, and and going forward. We're basically, we'll have one week of the show that's just going to be all, all the specials and another mm. week that's going to be just the annuals. That might be vacation week for you, Fox. Live that oh, up. Um, put a little tiny umbrella in my drink and sit out on the cold-ass porch. Always, yeah. And um, I, I'll say also, hey, if you're listening to this and you want to guest host one of these um, annuals or special episodes, um, hit me up. Absolutely. Um, I, um, 80, 88's mostly uh, called, uh, been called out, but I'm happy to take 89 and future and uh, in, in, in the future reservations. I can tell you that the uh, Judge Dread Annual for, nine, for the uh, nine, 91 Dread Annual, which has the Dread Strong Team Dog crossover, has been claimed. Do not oh. ask me. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and it should all be very exciting. And I'm, and I'm very happy to hear me just contact the show and let me know. Um, also, I will also say that to that Space Spitter 2000 will be covering the Judge Dread magazine. <gasps> Absolutely. Uh, not with Fox. Fox, you're free for that one. Stick to the oh, progs, buddy. But I know. But, I'm only allowed within my lane. Listen, I'm just trying to, like, make sure that we can get these episodes out, man. I got to <laughs> manage my resources, all right? Like, I got I to get, get the time that I can with you, my friend. But, um... Look, look forward to more info on that. Like all I can say here in '88 is that uh, we are doing it. I can give you all, all more information um, in future spinnies. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, there's also, definitely. There's also one other change. Ooh, what's that? It's our logo. Is it? Oh yeah! Listen, stay tuned next time. New logo, new us. It's gonna be very exciting. I love it. It's so new Coke that I'm, you know, it's like That's, Crystal Pepsi. It's a super 1988 logo. That's what I love about it. It's um, perfect. Yeah. So thanks everybody for hanging out with us for another year Whoa. of thrills. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Titch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site, spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter. We're at spacespinner2k. For everything else, it was spacespinner2000, and we should be there. 
and come back next time as both 2000 AD and Space Spinner 2000 get a new logo, as Fox said. The ABC Warriors return in their own thrill. Yes. Torquemada gets bloody. It's Ooh. Christmas time for Kano. Uh-huh. Chopper learns about seafood, and oh, we'll hmm. learn a bit more about Purity Brown of Nemesis and Maxi Man from Zenith. All right. Until then, I'm Connor at East Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Splendid. Splendid. Splendid.